Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Radio 90 join the game from the Northern Kia Studios on this Saturday morning. John Fricky with you till 2.30 this afternoon. Didn't really do any 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 dive into the Falcons in the first hour of the show if for no other reason than four and a half hours is four and a half hours. Now we have three and a half hours and we could talk Falcons only because it's I know everybody wants to talk about this. I get it. I was on a podcast yesterday with Big Low, Terry, and Jack and those guys and I were talking and about this, and, and it occurred to me after I was on the podcast that, well, I probably ought to have a podcast, but that that's a secondary story here, is that I, in all of this, okay, what what I am trying to say to you is from a personal level here that I have a very low risk tolerance. I'm, I'm risk averse as a general rule in life. It's just my nature. I'm not a high risk guy. Uh, so I'm a low risk guy. And that's true in this case too, because my concern is that if you don't get this quarterback room right, then no matter what else you do in free agency, and there's a lot to do in free agency for this team and in the draft to achieve the heights that I think that if they do it right, they can achieve that you're not going to be able to achieve it because the quarterback room has been so bad, you know, during the Arthur Smith reign, the the downside in the end of Matt Ryan's career where he wasn't really Matt Ryan in the final year. He was Matt Ryan, but he wasn't really, you know, height of Matt Ryan. And then you went through the noodle arm quitter and through Ritter and through Heineke, and now this is where you're at. So if it's Justin Fields, then let's do it and be done with it so we can move on because there are other things. This Falcons team needs six to seven new starters. And there are other players out there in free agency, which starts, by the way, on March the 11th, in nine days. Free agency's in nine days. 
You got to you got to be able to do something quick here because I would love to have. You know how when Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot and and Pace and all those guys they they came in and it became like okay we're getting every bear we're getting every saint we're getting like Caden Ellis and Omanyata and guys like that well because you know the players that you play with it would be as if Arthur Smith were to go to it as he has to another team and suddenly in your agency you're grabbing Johnu Smith because he's out there because you know him you had him in Tennessee you had him in Atlanta and so you know him so you're going to go grab Johnu Smith if you're Arthur Smith right that's probably going to happen by the way it would be logical for him to do that the Rams guys are going to know the Rams players. And so Jordan Fuller, the safety of the Rams, and Lord knows we need another safety, but you put Jordan Fuller at safety with Jesse Bates and with DeMarco Helms, you're good. By the way, check. That's a box. There's a box we can check, you know. Safety, we're good. There's no more Richie Grant running around there trying to figure out which direction he's going. You got Jordan Fuller, you got Jesse Bates, you got DeMarco Helms, you got one of the better safety rooms in the entire NFL. All right, what about the other cover corner opposite of A.J. Terrell? Now, we tried Jeff Okuda, and look, I like some of the younger players like Helms and Clark Phillips. They're just not starters in my book. And so you're going to have to go out and get another cover corner. I think you need a nickel. You're going to a 3-4 defense. Do you have the right guy to be the nose, the 1A and B gap guy? You know, I is that the is that Omanyata? Is it you know, take one Graham, or do you have to go get a guy, you know, to, to be able to fill that spot there? To help you out, do you have to draft a guy? Do you have to get him in free agency? So you see how this works. Now you suddenly need a tight end because John o. Smith's not on the team anymore. So you got to go get a tight end. Do you move, um, you know, Kyle Pitts out to wide receiver and say, "Look, we're finally going to make this guy a wide receiver and not a tight end, and we're going to go get a Brock Bowers in the draft." Which, by the way, you can make a case for. Or we're just going to go out into free agency and get a blocking tight end, kind of a veteran blocker who could come in at a cheaper number than six point five, which is what. Janu was getting just to get a blocking guy to help on the edge to help McGarry out or or whatever for our new quarterback here and what of the quarterbacking situation so it, it starts with the quarterback but it expands out because you need a stretch wide receiver which is why today at the combine is something interesting to watch to watch Malik Neighbors to watch Xavier Worthy does Xavier Worthy of Texas break the record in the 40 like he says he's going to try to do the all-time record and that you want to talk about stretch, that would be the fastest guy ever to run a 40 in the history of the NFL. And, and this is a guy that can possibly do that. And you want to stretch, that's the stretch. Do you use a number eight pick on that? Do you trade down and use it on Worthy? Do you, see, there are a lot of, there's a lot in play here, and they've got to do it right now. I have full faith and credit in Terry Fontenot. I have full faith and credit in, in, in Raheem Moore. Do it right. But you got to get a quarterback that fits the system, or you got to fit your system to the quarterback, right? And I don't want to be sitting around. The only thing I don't want as a Falcons fan is to be sitting around the day after the draft on April the 19th, after the draft is over, and your quarterback room is is Desmond Ritter and a downline rookie quarterback that you took in like round four. That's just that that is not anywhere in the realm of acceptable to me. It's just not. So my risk tolerance here is I don't think you could trade up to the top three. And there are two reasons I don't think you could trade up to the top three. Number one is I have not heard yet, read yet, seen yet, anywhere from anybody that Chicago or Washington or New England is willing to trade their pick. Now, let's go back to Washington, the middle of the two there. 
even if Washington were willing to trade their pick, there is almost negative zero chance that Washington would trade that pick to the Atlanta Falcons. Why? Because who's Washington's head coach? Oh, you mean Dan Quinn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean he might harbor some uh, some bad feelings about the Falcons not want to ha- help him out at all? <laughs> yeah. That's So I haven't heard anything. Not that they wouldn't necessarily. I, I think that the reason that the Justin Fields deal hasn't been done by Chicago yet it is twofold. One, I, I, I think they overvalued Fields to begin with in terms of what they, they thought they could get for him, considering the number of people on the market. And number two is is that I think they wanted to go to the Combine, meet with Caleb Williams again, really sit down, really do a deep dive, get his medicals. They want to make sure that they go back to Chicago after the Combine is over, and they want to sit down early next week, and they want to say, are we good with taking Caleb Williams number one? And if they sit around the room and say, yes, 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 you know, it's like a launch of a, a rocket, you know. I mean, comms, good, this, good, yep, go, 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 go. Okay, go. Now they'll, they'll pick up the phone and say, okay, we'll do the deal on Justin Fields. And that will be like Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Uh, so, I, I mean, I just think that, you know, in, in the next four to five days, there will be a deal for Justin Fields somewhere because I think they'll sign off on Caleb Williams. Now, if they don't sign off on Caleb Williams, they go, well, I don't know. You know, they could revert to plan B. So the the Falcons, back to the Falcons, they have to have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D. And you don't want to get down to plan D because plan D stands for Desmond. Do you follow? Plan D stands for Desmond Ritter being your starting quarterback. Not that a new quarterback coach, and welcome back, T.J. Yates, and that Zach Robinson is an offensive coordinator, can't get the best out of Desmond Ritter, and maybe, as some fans have laid out to me, grow Desmond Ritter into a player. My problem with Desmond Ritter has nothing to do with his functionality as a thrower. It has nothing to do with his you know, leadership quality. It has nothing to do with whether or not he's committed to the job or with his ability to run the football. My, my thing is I think he's got poor vision. He threw the worst pass in the history of the Atlanta Falcons, and it just – and I mean that. The pass at Carolina was the worst pass in the history of – of the Atlanta Falcons, at least since I've been following him, since, and I started in 1975 when they drafted Steve Barkowski. I have not seen a pass worse than that. Given the time, the place, and everything that was on the line, and the way it was thrown, in the way it was thrown, and the failure to see other options in, in his field, <coughs> pardon me for a second, in his field of vision, I haven't shaken this cold, Noel, that I've had forever. So I don't want to get down to plan D. At least not now. I mean, if they could turn Desmond into a quarterback in two or three years, great. So for me, plan A is to get a veteran quarterback, the best veteran quarterback you can get. So let's examine that for a second as we take your calls at 404-726-0929. A lot of people have talked about Kirk Cousins. Minnesota's kind of hinted that they want to move on from Kirk Cousins. There is still a chance that they could keep Kirk Cousins and get him on a new deal because they don't have a better option. Some people mentioned Baker Mayfield. I don't think Baker is anywhere in the realm of being – Tampa's not letting him go, okay? Because Tampa has no better option than Baker Mayfield, so they're not letting him go. They're going to sign They're going to sign Baker to a new deal, so forget about Baker Mayfield. Because Tampa looks at it and goes, Tampa's got two choices. Either we scrap everything and do a hard reset, which they've been not wanting to do, even with you know the idea of Mike Evans being gone. They, they're like, we don't want a hard reset here. We just don't want to go through that. 
Carolina's going through an un uh, an unforced hard. They, they did it. They did it to themselves, but they're actually going through a hard reset, whether they like it or not. Then there's Russ Wilson. So scratch Baker. Don't know about Cousins. And then there's Russ. The good and bad is, is you know, a we don't know if Denver's even going to make him available. If they do make him available, the question is when. I mean, I, in theory, they can make him available in ten minutes. Or they could wait to make him available until mid-May. And if they hold on to him until, you know, mid or late May and cut him right before, let's say they hold on to him to May 20th and then decide on May 30th that they're going to let him go right before the June 1 deal, well, okay, are you going to sit around and hope for that? Because that's post-free agency. That's post-draft. And then you got to hope that even if they let him go, that he's got to come here. That's a lot, that's a lot of hope in here. And you have teams that need quarterbacks. Chicago needs a quarterback. Washington needs a quarterback. At least we think they do with Chicago. At least we think Washington does. New England seems to need a quarterback. Even though you have Justin Fields and Sam Howell and Mac Jones, all three teams are like, yeah, we need new quarterbacks because we need we screwed up with these guys. Then you have Denver with Russ going, right? You have Pittsburgh with Pickett. That didn't work out. Kenny Pickett would know better than Desmond Ritter in that draft, huh? How about that? And so Pittsburgh is in the lottery somewhere. In terms of uh, you know wanting a new new quarterback, Las Vegas certainly is in position of wanting a new quarterback, and then there's the Giants, who I think have given up on Daniel Jones despite the amount of money that they paid him, and the Giants want to move up. And then you look at it and you go, okay, well, what's available? Uh, Joe Flacco, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, maybe Sam Howell, maybe Daniel Jones if you want him with that contract. Good luck. In other words, is not a lot. So I'm a little risk-averse here. So the question is, are you willing to play quarterback chicken here at 404-726-0929? What's the best possible quarterback outcome to lead you to the playoffs immediately for this team? Let's talk about it right here. Let me hear you. On Sports Radio 92 on the game. Sports Radio 92 on the game. John Fricky with you. Your calls. At, and by the way, again, I want to kind of go over this with you. As we take your calls, you're, you're, you're not a caller on this particular show. You're a guest. I, I sent out a tweet yesterday that I want, I want to read to you so that we're all kind of clear as to where I'm coming from. Sometimes uh, when I get into this, and I've had this never-ending debate about this, about this topic here, I, I want to make sure that I'm as clear as I could possibly be because one of the most important things you could be in your life is clear. Clarity is an underrated life hack, okay? Because if you're clear, then everybody understands exactly where you stand. So I said, for the record, I will support whatever direction GMTF, that's General Manager Terry Fontenot, HCRM, Head Coach Raheem Morris, OCZR, Offensive Coordinator Zach Robinson, I will support whatever direction those three choose to go at quarterback. Whatever direction. But it damn well better work. I said because if they pour all their free agent cash into one guy and can't pay other free agents in other areas of need, they better kill the draft of four to five impact starters. My expectation for this team is this, it aligns with Arthur Blank's. I know that some of you have said, look, we haven't had a franchise quarterback since Matt Ryan. We need to go out and draft a franchise guy. I'm like, well, you know, you can't really tell whether a quarterback's going to be a franchise quarterback or not 
of those top three guys, just taking those, just those three guys of Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May, odds are one of them will be a franchise quarterback, and one of them will be a very good quarterback, and one of them will be okay. And then you get into the next tier down, and one of them is probably going to be a franchise quarterback. Which one? I got no clue. Is J.J. McCarthy a franchise quarterback? No, no, no way. You don't know that. He could be. When Aaron Rodgers came out of Cal, there were a lot of people looking at him going, eh, you know, eh. When Tom Brady came out of Michigan, when Tom Brady came out of Michigan, I was among those. Tom, Tom Brady went down and played in the Sugar Bowl against Alabama and played really well. And I went, oh, you know, maybe he's better than I think he is. And then he went to New England behind Drew Bledsoe, and I was like, yeah, you already got Drew Bledsoe. And Drew Bledsoe, don't kid yourself, Drew Bledsoe could play. And so I was like, when they decided to go to Brady, I'm like, wait a second, you're benching Drew Bledsoe? The guy's a pro bowler. For, for Brady? You never know. When... Andy Reid traded up to 10 to get Patrick Mahomes. All the talking heads during the draft that day were screaming. Helmethead himself was screaming on the TV going, what the hell is he doing trading up for this guy? Well, maybe he knows something you don't know. Because you don't know. It's all a crapshoot. And all we can do is just take our best guess here. And my best guess is that despite all of your tweets about how Justin Fields is 10-28 and 28 as a starter with the Bears, or that his numbers are this or this or this. All, my best guess is the eye test of bringing this offensive line, and the Falcons had a top four offensive line. You realize that? I don't think some fans realize how good the Falcons' offensive line was. The Falcons had a top four offensive line in terms of protection. They have one of the best rushing offensive lines in the NFL. They have a really good offensive line have a top-tier offensive line. They also happen to have top-tier weapons around them. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, Tyrell Algiers, C CP84. These guys could play. What was the – the issue was quarterback. If you get the right quarterback into this system with Zach Robinson, I think this team goes from 18, 19 points a game to over 30. I, I think it's happening. But what in, what in his resume makes you think – well, it's not just his resume. Again, guys, you, it, it, this isn't zero sum. For those of you in Ackworth, that means that, that it's not just, you know, some people do zero sum, which is never going to get any better. It, I, I disagree. I think sometimes you put people into different situations and they flourish. And I use the example of Drew Brees. Drew Brees was in San Diego. They couldn't wait, Chargers fans, to get rid of this guy. He was an interception machine and they were sick of it. They were like, get rid of Brees. By God, get rid whatever you do, get rid of this guy. They couldn't wait to get rid of him. You saw what happened after that. He got into the right situation. 404-726-0929. Let's uh, take your calls. Let's get into this. And uh, here we go here. So what's the best quarterback outcome to lead the Falcons to the playoffs immediately? I, I see no other doable option in my world that's better than Justin Fields. I mean, if you want to say that Zach Robinson is a Kirk Cousins kind of coach because of Matt Stafford, that's fine. I, the only thing I would say is that there are a couple of issues. One is coming off an Achilles. Another's his age. Another's the amount of money he wants. I mean, I think all of those may be workable situations here. But he's also a statue, you know, and is that the kind of offense you want to run? And it may be. Let's go to Chandler. Chandler's on with John. Hey, Chandler, welcome to the show. 
What's going on, man? Nice to talk to you again. Um, to the question you just poised, I mean, I, I think logic would say that, you know, for the Falcons to be a playoff team next season, you know, you do go with a veteran quarterback, be that Kirk Cousins or I've seen Baker Mayfield Tampa is letting go of him. But, you know, here, here's the thing about Kirk Cousins. Are you really going to pay a guy who just blew out his Achilles and is 36 years old $45 million a year for two years? I mean, we, we just had a 36-year-old at quarterback two, three years ago. You know, so and obviously a different coach, different situation, but are, are we really going to do that? Which is why I think, you know, Justin Fields, and I've said it to you before, I, I would love to trade up and get a Jane Daniels or a Drake mate. Is that going to happen? Uh, I don't know. So that's where I think you do look at Justin Fields, you know, but the talk has died down the past few days. Um, so, but as I say, I think we're going to get a decision very soon regardless. You know, my, my biggest issue, well, I have two issues with trading up. I actually have more than that. Number one is you got to have a trade partner, right, Chandler? Yeah. Okay. And again, I'm going to go back to, I know that the Giants are making rumblings about wanting to trade up too, uh, as well, so are the Steelers. Um, but I, I, I don't know that, and again, I haven't, I haven't seen, heard, read anything that indicates at the moment anyway, as we speak right now, that Chicago, Washington, and New England is willing to trade. So you can sit there and say, well, let's trade up. Wait, if they don't want to trade, what are you talking about? There is no trade. You're not trading up. And, oh, by the way, other teams who do, let's say that Washington and Dan Quinn wants to trade up. Do you think he wants to trade up to the Falcons? Do you, you want to deal with the Falcons? I'm just going to say I think he's going to be kind of bitter about that. And then yeah. you've got to be sure, Chip. And then here's the final point. You'd better be sure because if you make the wrong trade, look at what happened to Carolina trading up for Bryce Young. Yeah. I mean, and, and that is the thing. But, you know, my thinking is this, and this can apply to Justin Fields as well. You know, teams in the NFL, I'm going to go ahead, you know, and say this. The, the Chiefs had to trade up to get Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't just sitting right in their left. They had to trade up from the late 20s all the way up to number 10, and they had to give up a lot to do it. And, and look at how that turned out. Now, one of the things that I've been looking at is in the past few days, the rumor is the, you know, overall the field for Justin Fields, you know, in the trade market, it's not as, you know, hot as some may have thought. So, I still think Chicago has said that if they're going to make a move, that they're going to do it before, you know, the start of free agency, which is now what? We're nine days away from the legal tampering period opening. So I think in nine days, we'll know regardless where Justin Fields goes, you know, and, and whether it's, you know, with the Atlanta Falcons or not. I think after that, you'll get a clearer picture. But I say regardless, you have to take that swing, and I think the Falcons are going to take that swing. Terry Fontenot has said, you know, he's going to be aggressive, and I think that, you know, training for Justin Fields, you have to look at, you know, on one hand, that's going to be aggressive. You know, this is a guy that we really haven't, you know, seen much flashes from of actually being a successful quarterback. Now, the situation in Chicago, sure, absolutely, but Still, there's a lot of uncertainty with Justin Fields, as there is with all these quarterbacks available. 
No, there is uncertainty, Chandler. There's no question about it. I, I can't guarantee. There's no guarantees here. Thank you, Chandler, for the call here. Right. Yeah, nine days. And Chandler mentions legal tampering. Legal tampering opens in nine days. That's on March 11th. And free agency technically opens on the, the two days later on the 13th, which is the first day of the league year. But legal tampering is free agency, so that everybody's clear. March 11th is the opening of free agency. Everybody was cheating two days before the opening of the uh, league year. And so the since everybody was doing it and the, and the league couldn't stop anybody from doing it, they finally said, fine, we'll call it this legal tampering period, which is just basically free agency begins on March 11th, okay, which means you can come to it. You just can't sign the deal until the 13th. Okay. But you could announce it, and there'd be on March 11th, Monday, March 11th, Rappaport and Schefter and all those people, they're going to be going ham, okay? <laughs> this guy's here, this guy's here, this guy's here. Yeah, I, Baker Mayfield is going to sign in Tampa because Tampa has no other option. Well, to me, Tampa's only other option is to go ahead and do a hard reset, which they don't seem to want to do. Otherwise, they're going to resign Baker. Uh, Minnesota says that they want to go in and play in uh, a new quarterback world. Okay. Um, are you doing a hard reset up there? What's Kevin O'Connell trying to think here? What's Omar Khan thinking, uh, you know, in Chicago about Caleb Williams? I, I got to believe, again, I'll go back to this point that I made, that the Bears just want to do the, 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 the check here. General manager, team president, head coach, offensive coordinator, you know, are we go, are we go, are we go, are all green lights, we've got the, you know, the... The physical report here, we got uh, the, the meeting out of the way with Caleb Williams. Are we green to go? Are we taking Caleb Williams? Are we going to run with this guy as our number one pick? And if so, once they sit down in Chicago and make that decision, then the decision will be, okay, good. Now, next uh, point of order, point of business here, gentlemen, is, you know, let's trade Justin Fields. Pick up the phone and make the call. I think the Bears were kind of holding out hope that there might be a bidding war for Justin Fields. It didn't happen, and to Chandler's point. I think the Falcons can offer one of two things. I think they can offer their second-round pick. I think they may be able to offer their third-round pick and then swap. The Bears have number one. Bears also have number nine. So the, the Falcons may say, look, what if we gave you number eight? We took number nine. Falcons move back one spot. Bears move up one spot, and we give you a third-round pick. So that could be a deal that could happen. And whatever you do there, because I think at 8-9, in the Falcons' world, it might be about the same. Uh, because you don't know who's going to drop or who's going to leapfrog you and how aggressive do the Vikings and Giants want to be to move up in front of you to get a J.J. McCarthy to, if they can't trade into the top three. Because somebody may, my guess is somebody may leapfrog you to six or seven to try to take a quarterback not named Drake May, not named Jaden Daniels, not named Caleb Williams, and whether that's they fall in love. This is why today's going to be interesting at the combine with a with a JJ McCarthy, or they fall in love with a Bo Nix or, or or whomever. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that happens here. So again, let's settle the quarterback issue. If it's going to be the problem with Russ is again is you don't know when unless Denver suddenly you know wakes up you know tomorrow morning and says, you know what, Russ is available and you know, we're eating all this money, you just you take him. Because we got to go into the draft here. We saw what we saw yesterday in the combine. We know what we want to do at quarterback. We're, t you know, not telling anybody but we're taking Michael Penix. You know, I mean, so we're going to go that route. You take Russ. 
I mean, if that happens, I'd be jumping up and down, which is why I said, for the record, I will support whatever direction they go. They just better get it right. Let's go to Scott here at 404-726-0929. What's the best outcome here that you can imagine here? What's plan A? What is plan A, Scott? Hey, how are you doing today, John? Good, man. Good. Well, um, I'll answer your question, but I did want to ask you, have you been listening to Dukes and Bell in the afternoons at all? Or spoken with them occasionally, sure. I mean, when I'm when I'm out and about, occasionally I listen to them. Yeah, sure. Well, I just wanted to ask if you had heard um, when I, I don't remember the insider's name, but he came on this week and he said that at the combine he was hearing from other teams that and people around the league that the Falcons were really high on Kirk Cousins and they expected you know the Falcons to heavily pursue Cousins and and. They were higher on him than they are on Justin Fields, which I found very interesting. Um, yep, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just I heard want to that, ask yes. if you had heard that. Okay, yeah, I heard it. Um, the second thing, the second thing I wanted to ask you was, or it's more in reference to your point about uh, the the team having to need a trade partner, and um, you know. As you've said in the past, and as we know, n- none of us knows what's go- what goes on behind the scenes. But I-, I have to think that just because, you know, whether it be uh, Washington or any of the other teams in- that are picking in the top three, just because they haven't come out and said that they're not willing to uh, make a trade doesn't mean that they're not going to listen to every single offer behind closed doors. And I think if, uh, I think I, if the I, offer's I, I, good I, I, enough, they're going to have to listen. Well, I agree, Scott. Of course they're going to listen. But are you willing to pay that price? Would you give – all right, first off, you have to assume Dan Quinn would do a deal with it because you have to trade to two, right? You can't trade to three and, and then hope that Jaden Daniels falls to you and he's gone at two, correct? Well, that's true, but to answer your question – Okay, okay sorry. No, no, no. Sit- all right, so – so let, let me let me finish, and then I, I want to walk you through. So you got to trade to two. You don't. You think Dan okay. Quinn's going to say, "Sure, let's trade with the Falcons," or is he going to be a little bit bitter with the organization? Because well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell well, you, he was bitter walking out the door. Okay, that's a fair, I, that's that was a fair there. point. That's a fair point. But one thing I will counter to that is the Falcons did interview all three of the top three quarterback prospects. And I think in well, their so eyes, they're they looking at this from okay. They're looking at this from the standpoint of not only could we get a franchise quarterback, but are we going to miss out? Are we going to potentially miss out if we don't offer the right trade package on a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen? Are we going to miss out? I think they're looking at it like that because if they, they're potentially looking at it, who can bring us multiple championships over the next couple of years or even decade? Yeah, of course they are. Now, at the price that that if if I'm Washington, let's say that I get overruled, I'm I'm, I'm Dan Quinn, I get overruled, and Dan Quinn's like, I'm not trading to the Falcons. Well, we're going to make the trade because the Falcons are offering us. And are you ready, Scott? They're number one and number two this year. They're number one in 2025. They're number one in 2026. They're number two in 2026, and a veteran player. Are you willing to give up that much? Well, that's gonna that's that's the ultimate question of if they ha- if they love one of these top three quarterbacks enough, 
that they think that with that quarterback they can win championships. And if they think that, okay. I'm I'm all on board with that. I'm all on board. Okay, that, and that's and that's fine. And that's fine. I understand. And then the, here's the final question. Um, you know, the Jets thought Zach Wilson was going to be a guy, right? Well, the Niners traded up to get Trey Lance. Well, they thought he was going to be a guy, right? That's another fair point. But then we have to then we have to ask ourselves: Do we have the right coaching staff in place to make this decision? I mean, well, San Francisco just had Kyle Shanahan, so I, you know, I'm not really sure that I, I you know, I mean, that you know, I, <laughs> how much better you get than that uh, when it comes to an offensive mind, and and he screwed the screwed that up and got incredibly lucky with Brock Purdy. Uh, so no, and I appreciate it, Scott. And, you know, and Scott, I enjoy interacting with you on on Twitter. I know you are. Um, and Scott's an opinionated guy, and I appreciate that. By the way, we 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 go round and round sometimes. I. I I, again, to Scott's point here, this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. What is your risk tolerance in playing quarterback chicken? Scott has a much higher risk tolerance than I do. He's willing to, to – he thinks that if we can get a franchise guy, he's certain – you know, I, I'm like, are you certain he's a franchise guy? You're going to have to give up the world for him. I think our team is – in my world, I'm low risk tolerance here. And by the way, I think Kirk Cousins is an option for the Falcons if Minnesota doesn't decide to keep him. Sure, of course I do. I, I think Cousins is the kind of quarterback Zach Robinson kind of likes. That's why they made the trade for Matthew Stafford. They're kind of the same kind of guys. What do you think? 404-726-0929 on Sports Radio 90 time the game. Sports Radio 90 time the game on this Saturday. John Fricky with you. I, I, I know everybody's passionate about this. And we can all disagree. It's fine. They're, I'm not saying I'm right, okay? I, because I, I don't know if I am. I, and neither do you. I mean, we're all we're we're all guessing. We're all kind of crossing our fingers. We all want the same thing. I think there are some things that are true that we can all agree on because they're self evident, or they're obvious, or they're actual fact. Like for example, when the Falcons had an opportunity to draft Justin Fields, they did not. They passed on him. Why? Well, Terry Fontenot won't say, but there's a reason that. You know, maybe he didn't fit the offense at the time, or there was something about him they didn't like. Maybe they don't think he's all that good. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the eye test to me says that he's got a lot of skills. Big, strong guy with a big arm. Uh, I, I think that it sounds like a fit to me, but they passed on him when they had an opportunity to draft him. And they took Kyle Pitts instead, and that created a firestorm. Did you forget? Another thing that's an abject fact is the Falcons are not alone in all this in this free agent world here of quarterbacks. You have Pittsburgh, you have Las Vegas, might have Denver. We're talking about the free agent area. Technically, I think you have Minnesota and Tampa Bay, technically. So there are multiple teams here, Giants, who want to be aggressive in upgrading that quarterback position. There are also no guarantees. That's a, that is a, a stone-cold fact. So whenever anybody calls me or tweets at me and says, well, look at the franchise quarterback that uh, this guy took, or look at, you know, Lamar Jackson, I'm like, do you know that Lamar Jackson, you may not know this, so just let me refresh your memory. Does Lamar Jackson was a first-round draft pick, okay? Does anybody know what number pick? Noel, I, this is not a trivia question. It's not a trick question. I'm just kind of curious. Where in the first round did Lamar Jackson go? Do you know? 32nd. Very good. Noel's so smart. I can't get anything faster. 
she, Lamar Jackson went 32nd. Last pick of the first round of the Baltimore Ravens. Last pick of round one. 31 teams passed on him, including your Atlanta Falcons. Why? Because everybody looked at Lamar Jackson in college and went, yeah, he's just a runner. Man made himself into a quarterback. And you go, oh, look how great Lamar Jackson is. And yet, look how bad he played in that game against Kansas City. God, he was awful. There are no guarantees. There are no guarantees week to week, game to game, year to year. There are no guarantees. I also want you to know that as you talk about a franchise quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, that's fine. You can talk about a franchise quarterback. I don't need a franchise quarterback. I don't even really need a very good quarterback. I need a competent quarterback. Because I think if I put a competent quarterback back there, this team wins 10-11 games. With a competent quarterback. With the line they have and the weapons they have, that offense is ready to roll. That offense, we talked about it before the season because Arthur Smith, look, did I buy hook, line, and sinker that Arthur Smith had said, look, this guy that we just showed you from the previous year in the final four games got better game over game over game over game, which he did, and he's going to be better and better and better and better. And we all, okay, he'll get better and better and better and better as the season goes along. And as he grows as a quarterback, we looked at all the weapons that he had around him. We said, oh, my, it's a pick-your-poison kind of offense here. You got John o. Smith, who's now gone, of course. You got Kyle Pitts. You got, you know, Bijan. You've got Drake. You've got Tyler. You got CP84. You got all these options, you know, and it's like the run route tree and let Desmond do his Desmond things, and we're going to be, oh, we'll be scoring 35 points a game. Well, problem A was quarterback because Desmond Ritter never got Noticed he never got better. Did you notice he, he didn't improve? As a matter of fact, at the end of the year, he wasn't any better than he was when he was playing when he first showed up in his very first game. He's the same guy. He never got any better. Now, does the new coaching staff change that? Maybe. Maybe they make him into a they finally make him into a better quarterback. They they teach him how to use his eyes better. And uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Does it happen sometimes? Sure. You know, is he just a late bloomer? I guess. He's an older guy now. I mean, he's not a kid anymore. And that's another thing to keep in mind about Justin Fields. Do you know that Justin Fields is only one year older than Michael Penix? Yeah. This year, Justin will be 25. Penix will be 24. So, oh, we got to go with the young kid. <laughs> okay, I guess. There's two mistakes that you can make as a general manager, as a head coach, when you're bringing in free agents or when you're drafting. The first mistake isn't as bad as the second mistake, especially as it goes to the draft. The first mistake is you pass on the right guy, okay? The Lamar Jackson who goes 32nd, the Brady who goes in the sixth round, the Aaron Rodgers who goes 24th. That, that's a mistake to pass on the right guy. But it's not the worst mistake you can make. The worst you can, mistake you can make is taking the wrong guy because that kills your franchise. To that end, I lived through – now, Ryan Leaf and I have known each other for – Awful, awful, awful long time. Well, from the very first day he showed up. First interview we ever did in the NFL the day after the draft was with me, okay? We sat down in, in these director's chairs, and I was hosting the Chargers stuff, and we did a half-hour interview. And in that interview, his very first interview, it was out in the field out there in Murphy Canyon. I'm looking in the man's eyes, and I'm and I, in my head I'm thinking, oh, this guy's screwed up. This this, this is not right. And he'll tell you now he wasn't right. I went, oh, this is okay, because there was a lot of questions about him. 
I went, this dude's not right. Bobby Beathard traded up to get him. And I went, oh, I don't know about this. You know how you size someone up? I was sizing him up because I left. I remember leaving that interview and I was walking over talking to the television crew going, I, I don't know about this guy. And then my co-host at the time was a guy named Sean Salisbury who played quarterback for the, for the Chargers. And I said to Sean, I said, Sean, I don't, I don't know about this guy. And turns out we know what now what he was then. And it, flash forward to now where Ryan has turned his life around 180 degrees is one of the great reclamation stories of all time. And I have profound respect for him. But taking the wrong guy, he killed the franchise. He killed the franchise. And you know the guy that, by the way, do you want to know the guy that kind of saved the franchise, who had to finally come in to save the franchise as a quarterback? Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> and that was when we all said, hey, that Harbaugh guy, he might make a good coach. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's neither here nor there, but you can't take the wrong guy. And so if everybody wants to trade up here, and you go get Drake May, and Drake May turns into, he's not going to turn into Ryan Leaf. He's not that kind of a screw-up. I get it. But if he turns into, you know, Trey Lance or Zach Wilson, oh, look, he's not going to be that. Look at him. You don't know. I mean, Zach Wilson's out there throwing. The reason everybody at the Jets were in love with Zach Wilson, why? Because of what they're going to do today at the Combine, which is all these off-schedule throws, and Zach Wilson's at the Combine throwing his sidearm 60 yards, zip, zip, zip. He looks like Patrick Mahomes and everybody. Oh, my God, this guy's going to be great. How did that turn out for you? Yeah, you went out and got Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. 404-726-0929. So what is plan A here? Well, the understanding that there are no guarantees. You could talk me into a lot of things, and as I said in my tweet, I will support whatever the Falcons do here. If it is Kirk Cousins, and they can make the money work, and they can still go get into free agency and get a, a Becton. Look, there's some guys in free agency that I would really love to have. I would really love to have Jordan Fuller at safety. The idea of having Becton, the idea of having Hollywood Brown or Gabe Davis at wide receiver is very appealing to me. Uh, I would love to have a stretch wide receiver that we didn't necessarily have to go wide receiver in the draft to allow us to allow us. Did you see, by the way, did you, did you guys and gals see what Dallas Turner did? At the combine, you want to fall in love with the guy? Did you see the numbers he put up? Oof. Wow. It was like, okay, that's the edge rush guy. That's the, You want our Josh Allen? That's the, That dude? I mean, that was John Abraham-like. I mean, he's out there running sub four fives, doing long jumps, high jumps. I mean, you, and they say, don't, don't fall in love with the combine freak. The thing is, if you add the combine to what he did at Alabama, when especially when teams are trying to double him, I, Dallas Turner's going to be a star in the NFL. He's going to be a, a star edge rusher in the NFL. Flat out star. Quick break, and I've got two and a half hours more to talk to you at 404-726. We're talking about the Braves, what your biggest concern is right now at the moment. Talking about the Hawks, what do you do with them, and uh, what's plan A for the Falcons with John Fricke on Sports Radio 90 time the game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.